Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome BTEC Smith and Steve BTEC Smith and Steve. You are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. <laughs> Oh yeah, Ted. <laughs> what up, Steve? What's going on, my brother? <sighs> Chilling, man. Yes. It's a big week here in Seattle. All about the Hawks, baby. All about the Hawks, man. I love driving in every morning. I come in from Puyallup into Seattle, and it's it's dark out, but you can just see all these all these buildings. The lights are all lit up, blue and green. I don't know what building it is, but it's got the number 12. For the last week, it was blue, the 12. All right. This week, at least starting today, so I'm assuming they put some thought into it. Otherwise, it's just a happy quinketing. It's now green. Oh, man. I think that uh, you threw me off there with the use of quinky-dink. Uh, <laughs> why? Well, I just, just wasn't that expecting that to come out of your mouth right there, Steve. It's not a term I usually use. It's not. It's not. It threw me off there. It might be the first time I've ever said that <laughs> in 10, 15 years, and definitely the first time I've ever said it in front of the Ted Smith. You know what the one people always call me out on is I'll be like, yeah, something upset my tummy. Oh. People are like, did you just call it your tummy? It's like, well, it is my tummy. I've I dumped a girl. I stopped hanging out with her. I guess I didn't officially dump her. I pulled the passive aggressive way of just never calling her again. How long were you seeing her? One date. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you don't know her a dump phone call. Well, we did work together, so that kind of oh, made it a little weird. All right, but or just a weird coincidence. <laughs> First day we're eating dinner, and she goes, oh, that was yummy in my tummy. And I'm like, am I dating a 12-year-old right now? Because no adult says yummy in my tummy. Well, look, on the men's room, we have the word tummy in the toast. That's true. Right? But whatever I say tummy, people are like, oh, Ted said tummy. It's like... (laughs) So, when you're drinking alcohol, it's okay to use use the stirp. Drinking alcohol when it's used in a rhyme, it's fine. Right? Oh, jeez. This has got to stop. And on time. <laughs> but now I'm, like, guilty of sometimes, like, I'll, I'll text my wife when she makes me lunch, like a good wife should, and I'll say, <laughs> uh, she's like, how was your lunch? I'm like, oh, it was yummy nummy. And I'm like, I dumped someone once for saying less than that. I said, you know what I mean? You know what? In this discussion, Steve, let's be honest, this speaks more to this woman's uh, looks and her all overall personality. Yeah. Yummy in the tummy was just the straw that broke the camel's back. It was just, yeah, it was just me giving myself some kind of like justification for not wanting to see this person again when it was just, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I'm sure, look, I'm sure there's people, especially out here in the state of Washington, who've been like, ah, she was a coog, I was a husky, it was never going to work. Right. I would love to hear, I mean, I wish, one day maybe this podcast will be able to take phone calls and people can listen live. It'd be great to hear, like, those deal breakers. Like, the stupid, like, you know that it's not really a deal breaker, but you pretend that it's a deal breaker just to kind of give yourself some kind of, I guess, peace of mind that you dump somebody and you didn't really have a great reason why, other than maybe something superficial. Yeah. And I've been in, been in them too, where, like, the one girl was just so hot. Uh Like, I knew she wasn't the greatest person. We had conversations, but I was like, "The hell with it. I'm holding on as long as I can. <laughs> I need as much from my bank as I possibly can get. Yes, exactly. <laughs> After two months, it was over. And, it, it, and not shockingly, it ended bad and quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably ran its course and, it, and like it just fell off a cliff. It wasn't like it slowly drifted down. Yeah. That yeah. was one of the few times where I was that kind of uh, jackass. Like, now you're my girlfriend, right? No. We have not been dating that long. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Like, 
if someone could just point blank just look at you and go, no. That that says something about them. you know what I mean. Like if I said to somebody I was dating, I'm like, "Are we exclusive? Are we boyfriend girlfriend?" There's more tactful ways to say that if you feel like there's hope down the horizon, you know, in, in her world. Prefer to just point blank, be like, "No." And yeah, like, like I've had that conversation. Like, look, I'm mutually exclusive with you, right? But I've only known you for three weeks. I can't call you my girlfriend, right? The title is not there yet. Yeah, you gotta earn that. That's such a oh, man. I don't miss that one bit. Like you know. Like, yeah, that's the one nice. That's not just the one nice thing about it's being the married. one nice thing. If there's ever a good thing about marriage, it's that I don't have to date other people. <laughs> All right, why don't we move on? Let's get our brain functioning, Ted. <laughs> it's a big week. Seahawks are going down on Sunday. Not going down. Oh. That didn't sound right. Oh, Steve, the game is going down on Sunday. It's going down for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Can't wait. Can't get away from it now. Yeah, I know. It did not sound right. But we'll talk more about the Seahawks in a little bit. But uh, to get people going, something that we do on the Mega Cast is that we do some push-ups. It's a good way for people to get their heart racing and their brain, Ted. Functioning. And Jordan writes us via Twitter at the Mega Cast. He says, I want 12 this week because we're now we're doing 12 push-ups as opposed to 10. Uh, this week in my building, sometimes there's a uh, huge stairwell that I run sets of 10 in. Okay. I ran sets of 12 on Saturday. All right. Yeah. I hope you do it again this Saturday as well. Oh, yeah. I'll keep it going all week. Yeah. We're doing it until the Super Bowl. (laughs) Right. Fortunately, the Super Bowl is less than a week away. Right. When you see me and I can't walk on Wednesday, it's because I've got an extra 12. I guess it's only two extra sets. I know. We make it sound like we're really grinding at it. Like two more (laughs) push-ups. Two more push-ups. I don't know, man. 10 seemed like enough. All right. Well, Jordan says I want 12 this week to no juice by Lil Boozy. Hashtag beast mode. Now, I don't know anything about this song, but I remember Marshawn Lynch was saying that this was his song of the week or his song of the day, like whatever he gets pumped up to. All right. I think this came out before the Coco song in the locker room, so I guess this was the song in the locker room before the Coco song. All right. So, without further ado, we're going to get 12 to a song that I think neither of us know. You don't know the song, do you? I don't know the title, but sometimes I know the songs when I hear them. All right. Well, No Juice is the name of the song. You feeling this one, Ted? <laughs> Let's get 12. All right, man. Here we go. All right. For the Hawks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Did you tell me this? Did you read about that? Wow. Ain't even got no scratch. Oh, lame ass, look at you, wet. Did you ain't got no <laughs> I feel like I might need a little marijuana for this one. <laughs> Such a stoner jam, right? No juice. <laughs> this song would not get me pumped up before a game. No, man. <laughs> Make me want to take a nap and eat some Cheetos. Yeah. That song makes you just want to sit in the back seat and just let somebody else drive. Oh, with the bass pumping. Yeah. Absolutely. But you're right. That doesn't exactly get me like, yeah, let's do this. I had a theory. I was talking (laughs) to one of my buddies about this, about Marshawn Lynch, you know, because he's in all this trouble for grabbing his crotch and people are finding him just as much as a blindside hit. And now they're saying they're going to penalize the team 15 yards if he pulls his boys. I was thinking, wouldn't it be great... Marshawn Lynch has a monster game at the Super Bowl, and I feel like he could. A, I would love to see that because I want to see the Hawks keep him (laughs) for more than just a year, and that would be the ultimate incentive. How do you lose the guy that's the MVP? But also, how great would it be if he becomes the MVP 
and then he has to go up on the podium, accept the MVP award, and then the mic is handed over to him. And wouldn't it be freaking awesome if all he did was grab his crotch and go, I'm thankful, and just leave? Would they let him? Well, I mean, if he's the MVP... But remember, Ray Lewis won the uh, MVP the year after he'd gotten through all that legal trouble? Right. And I'm not sure I remember them letting him talk. Oh, so they just made him the MVP and then he couldn't speak? I mean, I I just don't remember him. I could be... I, there's a good chance I'm wrong. Is I it? just don't know. Like I, feel like, I feel like, honestly, the NFL might be so worried about him if he won the MVP, just being like, nah, you don't get to talk. It's sad that we have to worry. Like, Ray, Ray Lewis... Something really bad happened in his yeah, a man, world. A man, life, a man died. Right. That I can understand why you wouldn't want to give him a microphone. Marshawn Lynch, all he's ever done is grab his crotch and not talk to the media. And they might have... The, and, and I'm not saying your, your thought is crazy. It's completely believable that the NFL would be just as worried about him with a microphone as they are with a man that has been linked to a murder. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, all this is crazy. The NFL is nuts. Steve. That would almost be like a league that talks about player safety, putting in a rule for grabbing your crotch where you move the kickoff back, which is you moved it forward for player safety. Right. Now this penalty moves it back so that people will be hunting down the receiver. And it's a league that finds somebody only $2,000 more for a blindside hit on a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Solid point, Ted. (laughs) Solid point. Ted Talks. Starring... A lot of times on TED Talks, try to get into some serious stuff and and try to make you think a little bit. This week, take a time out from all that. All right. Look, (laughs) if you're living up here in the Northwest, the Super Bowl's coming up Sunday. Uh, I suggest you have a good, you know, fewer four four or five days leading into it. Yeah. But man, have some fun this weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Relax, uh, especially if you're a Seahawks fan, man. These chances only come come around so often. So, man, soak it up. That's yeah. the whole TED Talk this week. I like it. Go have fun. Go have, Hawks. Enjoy yourself. Watch the NFL Network. Catch all the craziness that they do. It's always fun when your team is being focused 50% of the time on the NFL Network. Yeah, 100%, man. You're going to see all the stuff from Media Day, which is boring as hell, unless you're in Seattle or New England. Right. <laughs> and, hey, if you're downloading this in New England... You have yourself some fun, too, man. Your yeah. team's in the Super Bowl. It happens a little more often for you guys, but get in there. Stay inside. It's cold out there. Yeah, man. It's snowing. You don't want to be out there. Maybe make a... Uh, what about a crab and a artichoke dip? I don't know. Just saying. Eat something warm. Enjoy yourselves. Have a good... Have some beer. So what's Ted's big plan for uh, enjoying himself leading up to the Super Bowl? Or even on the Super Bowl. What's your big plans? Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I'm attending uh, two parties. Two? One pregame. Uh, one during the game. Wow, that's almost like straight up like Christmas celebration for a divorced family. Yeah. Well, somebody had already contacted me like literally the day after the game, and I said, "All right, you're the first person to call me. I'll watch the game with you." Oh, okay. And then there was another <laughs> something better came up, and you're like, "Well, sorry, I'll come for the pregame festivities." Actually, the second thing that came up, I'm going to do that pregame, uh-huh. and then I'm going to go to this person's house and watch the first three quarters, and then my ass is going home, because if they win again, I want to be downtown this time. That's a good point. Yeah. Because last year, I mean, I had a party at my house last year, and it was awesome. It was a great time, but when they won the championship, and all of a sudden you go to the local footage, and everybody's just losing their mind, going badass crazy in the streets of Seattle, you kind of wished you were there for that. 
Yeah. And it, right, last year I just, you know, I was just over in West Seattle and then I was just, I'm like, wait a minute, I live downtown. So mm-hmm. win or lose, I just want to watch the fourth quarter downtown and hear hear those noises yeah. and people yelling and screaming. Because the, man, the NFC Championship game, I got people going crazy out there for hours on end. And you're knee deep right there in the heart of the city. <sighs> Belly of the beast, Steve. Belly of the beast. Heart of the city. Belly of the beast. <laughs> no juice. <laughs> no juice. We got a few tweets at Megacast, at the Megacast. You can always tweet us there. That's the only way you can communicate with us unless you email us. And I, you can find the emails. It's all on KSW's website. I don't know if you noticed, Steve. I added uh, the Megacast to my profile on Twitter. You did? I did. Oh, I got to make a change on mine then. <laughs> it's official. Are we officially a, a podcast together? Yeah, man. It's official. So we're Twitter official now. Yeah, man. I like it. No rings, but we're official. Fine. A button would be nice. (laughs) Man, huge response on uh, Old Effer last week. Oh, I know. One person, Billy, our buddy Billy. uh, I like Billy. Yeah, Billy's great. He uh, says, my parents used to hold their breath whenever I would say something. I bet you're like that with Old Effer, Ted. You have no idea, Billy. I wish everybody could experience, like, I want a live webcam next time we have uh, Old Effer on the show, just so that everybody can see Ted's face anytime he starts talking. Especially when he starts deviating from whatever the conversation, like, I feel like you mentally prepare yourself for whatever it is that we're talking to him about, but when he goes off the, you know, off topic, you get really nervous. When he started in with, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, and you had said nothing. Steve, that's when my heart drops, and I go, what, you, what is my father going to say? Because <laughs> in his mind, he's already made the shift to the next topic he wants to talk about, even though you could see it had nothing to do with our conversation with him. A lot of people said they'd pay good money to, to be there for when uh, Old Effer does a live appearance. We yeah. have to do a night with the Old Effer. I know. I told him about it, and, oh, really? That was his reaction. Oh, boy. I said, yeah, yeah, people people want to see. I said, well, let's do something in the summertime. We, we'll mm-hmm. go down to the track. He likes betting on horses. Okay. So. We got to figure that out. And if we do do something, there should be like a no cell phones allowed policy. That way none of this is recorded because let's just say sometimes we might need to edit old effort when we do the podcast. We wouldn't be able to do that in a live setting. Correct. Yes. I, right. No cell phones. We'd also have to say, like, like coming into this, <clears throat> I don't care who you are, he will offend you. Right. <laughs> Especially if he makes eye contact with you. <laughs> Unfiltered. Old effort. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> uh, Billy even also said, the ultimate quotable from last week's show, to some of us, one inch is a lot. Old effort. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I know. <laughs> uh, our buddy Munson wrote us on uh, Twitter as well. He Which wanted, one? Uh, oh, oh, uh, older, older Mi- Michael. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, I mess with both Munsons, man. That's you right. know me. You're down with Max as well. Yeah. Uh, he says, "How many seats away is acceptable to yell at someone to take their hat off before it takes away from homage being paid?" Hashtag national anthem. <sighs> you know what, Munson? I don't I don't know if there is. Because even if he yelled it across a group of people, mm-hmm. I feel like that would make others, maybe they didn't notice, go, oh yeah, hey man, and slap your buddy. Kind of like a domino effect. It, I mean, it happened to me at a Sounders game. Like our buddies, it was cold out, like, uh-huh. and I didn't really pay attention that they just had their hoods on or whatever, and somebody was like, take your damn hats off, and then we oh. reached over and just ripped them down off our friends. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, so that's that's good to know. Yeah. Because I was thinking, well, maybe two rows, like if you're far enough to reach the person. I'm saying five at least. Okay, <laughs> five at least. Five. We're on it. Yeah, you could yell at five. All right, Munson. Man, are we already a segment done? We're a segment done, but Jeez. we will be back 
exciting, exciting news on the Megacast. I'm very pumped to share the story about what's going on regarding the Super Bowl. Nice. And this will be the first anybody hears of it. I think people might have read it on Twitter, but that doesn't count. So we'll be right back. More with the Megacast after this. The Megacast will be gone, but not for long. Vtex Smith and Steve will be back. It's a common problem that's too often overlooked. Every year, thousands of athletes suffer from deflated balls. Here's what you need to know. First, if you suspect your balls may be deflated, don't play with them. Instead, give your balls a gentle squeeze. Your balls should feel firm and bouncy. If your balls feel soft or mushy to the touch, show them to an official immediately. Remember, take care of your balls, and your balls will take care of you. Also. Don't forget to check your testicles and your prostate from time to time. I'm Dr. Drew. Here are two guys that will not steal your girl. B-Tech Smith right. and Steve. The Megacast is back. You ain't gonna steal your girl. Full disclosure, that song starts, and I get this big smile when I look over at Steve and just put up one finger, like, is that one D? Yeah. And he nods yes, and I threw out like a fist pump, like, hell yeah. I thought you were happy that you got you guessed it right. I didn't realize you were happy because you jam on the song. Well, hey, look, it started years ago with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. That's a good point. That's how yeah. I became a Timberlake fan, and I have a, I, not a small. A soft spot for boy bands. Yeah. And the, the, my favorite one is Motown. I talk about the four tops and everybody. And goes, that's Motown. That's disrespectful. That's not a boy band. Well, Smokey Robinson wrote the songs. Four men danced and sang. Boy band. Boy bands have been part of our culture for years. Jackson 5? Yeah. But to their defense, I think they wrote their songs. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. But they were kind of like a boy band. Oh, 100%. And a new edition, of course. Right. New edition, and then uh, that's where we got uh, NKTOB, New Kids on the Block. Do you think, I'm not trying to create like a, a, a race debate or anything like that, but do you feel like the term boy band happened once it started becoming a, a group of white dudes? Like, I don't remember anyone referring to New, new Edition, Motown stuff, Jackson 5 as boy bands. Like, that term kind of came up once NKOTB came out of, the, out of the woodwork. You're right. I think the difference might have been just because the white guys were manufactured together. Whereas I feel like New the Edition. Lou guy. Yeah, like New Edition, I think those guys may have already known each other. You know what, Steve? You could be right. Could, I just know New Edition had such, such success yeah. that whoever the main guy was with them. Bobby which, Brown. Well, right. Well, come on. Ricky, Bobby, Ricky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Bell Biv DeVoe. Bell DeVoe. Oh, I Ralph almost Tre- forgot about them. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> right. Uh, Ralph Tresvant comes in after Bobby Brown leaves. Oh, man. Ted, you do know a lot about these groups. <laughs> but the guy that made that band, he went to Boston and said, I'm going to do the same thing with a bunch of white kids. And that's how you got New Kids on the Block. Okay. So what, and then there was that Lou Pearlman guy. Right. That put together- uh, like, sync, didn't he? Yeah. I think he, he might have had a hand in a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This whole conversation is just tearing up my heart. Oh, jeez. All right, I'll stop. I'm, I'll stop. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say bye-bye-bye to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk a little Seahawks. 
Before we get to why I'm excited to talk about the Seahawks, I thought this was pretty awesome on Saturday Night Live, and I know uh, you got to see it. I I didn't see it live. I only saw it because that's the beauty of the internet now. One of the few great things about social media is that when something cool happens on Saturday Night Live, 95% of my friends post it on their Facebook wall. All right. And my whole thing with Saturday Night Live as a mid-30s man mm-hmm. is I record it, and then I watch it the next day. Right. Because I'm either out... Or I'm old and I'm already asleep by around 11.30 midnight on a Saturday. If I'm home, I'm, I'm already chilling. Yeah, Ted's a man of extremes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this was the big segment that happened, and, and it's great because it ties into the Super Bowl, the Patriots, and uh, the deflated ball controversy. Deggy, did Tom Brady at any point instruct you to take air out of those footballs? This man is a saint. Oh, <laughs> what, what, you think you can do what he does? He has won three Super Bowls, six if you include the losses. This man is a legend, a hero, and one day he is going to be the father of my child. I'm sorry. Dougie, we just want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has balls, and those balls have to be inflated by men with pumps. Who's going to do it? You? You, Reporter Weinberg? You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at Super Bowl parties, you want me on that ball. You need me on that ball. Did you deflate the ball? I did the job I was told to do. Did you deflate the ball? You did right, I did. Oh, man. A few good men meets Tom Brady. <laughs> that was hands down the best opening segment SNL's had, I think, in two years. Oh, it's great. It was unbelievable. Right. So the whole setup is their interview is uh, Belichick starts the interview. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to dump it all on Tom Brady. Right. I'm, I'm going to throw Tom Brady under the bus. Right. Like so that's th- real life. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom Brady comes out and just does his Tom Brady all shucks thing. And basically he's just like, I don't know. Are you serious? Like, I don't know. And it's like, Tom, I, I think you're smarter than you're letting on. Then he brings out Dougie, the equipment guy. And then when they went into that, I was like, that is perfect. Oh, it was so damn good. <laughs> it was awesome. Actually, SNL the last two weeks has been really good. And so. Minus the Blake Shelton. You're a very entertaining man. I did not watch his musical performances. I fast forward through them. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot the DVR this past weekend. I was kind of bummed because I'm like, oh, I want to see Blake Shelton perform. <laughs> I, I like him as an entertainer. I yeah. just He's a guy you'd love to just go hang out and post up at a bar at like a happy hour and just, just crush beers with him. 100%. Like He just seems like that kind of a guy. And I think that's what's really helped him because he doesn't like... I mean, on, on The Voice, he's just drinking and hanging out, and he's openly saying, oh, yeah, there's something in this glass that's not water. Right. Yeah. And he could be full of S. You don't know. But he's good at it. Oh, it's awesome. And he just seems like a, a, a likable guy. And I, I'd be shocked if, it, if you were, like, sorely disappointed by him if you didn't meet him. I, I get this feeling. I mean, he drunk tweets sometimes randomly in the yeah. middle of the night, and he just seems like a fun guy. I would also say Toby Keith. I mm-hmm. had some friends that uh, worked in, like, a catering business. Yeah. And they, they got on tour, like, one year, they uh, my one friend spent a whole summer touring with Toby Keith. Really? And all, Right. And uh, Toby Keith doesn't, maybe not the lifestyle you're expecting, but uh, I guess it was, like, around July 4th, and they just said, all right, tonight, we're hanging out. So, like, everybody, just, like, him and his friends actually cooked food for my friends that, you know, they are their catering guys. Yeah. And he said, and he, my friend... 
somewhat resembles Dave Matthews. Okay. And he said Toby Keith was just like, come on, Dave, get on the bus. We're going to drink some bourbon. And then start calling him Dave Matthews the whole night. You think they're hit a point where like they were so S-bombed that they actually did think your friend was Dave Matthews? I, it just, I don't know, but the story is just awesome. That's pretty badass. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I'm sure I, he sings a lot about booze and stuff, but obviously he's a hard worker, so he's pretty late, straight laced. But yeah, the one time a year where he cuts loose, they were like, Toby Keith is like legit just a nice dude. There's a guy on the Seahawks that I, I really think would be a lot of fun to like, we talk about just hang out with and have a good time. Now, granted, in the world of football, you can't get away with doing this, even though in Washington and in Colorado, it's legal. I'm not a stoner anymore, but if I was going to be a full-time stoner... We miss you, Steve. I know. I'll come back one day. Don't worry. <laughs> I like to visit on vacations. <laughs> but Michael Bennett might easily be the guy that would be so much fun to hang out with and just like passing a pipe around. Like, yeah, and he, he did when I've... Who hasn't walked by a police bicycle and wanted to take it for a spin? Right. And now he's not done it just once. He did it yet on, on Sunday, yesterday. Before they got on the plane, he took like the, 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 the airport security guy's bike and rode it around the plane. Like, that's his thing now. The only thing about him taking the bike on the NFC Championship game that kind of annoyed me was I saw the Seattle PD. He was like, you can bring our bike back whenever. And I was like, technically, I think that was King County Sheriff's bike, fellas. Yeah. And now he's got the bike, and he's going to be using it as part of his charity. Like, I was a part of his charity dinner last year, and they had lots of cool stuff. Apparently, he's going to be, like, auctioning off that bike at the charity dinner, which is just ridiculous. Like, how that even unfolded. Like, now all of a sudden, he's the bicycle guy. Did you see the video of the kid crying in Green Bay? Yes. And he's crying. He's just having a breakdown as the Packers lose. And then he just, he's like, another riding bikes. He's got a bicycle. <laughs> that is the ultimate horror in a child's world. Not only did, you, did they beat your team, but now they have cool new bikes. Right. Those cop bikes look awesome. They actually do look pretty sweet. Uh, and everybody's thought about it, man. Sorry, police officers. If you're a bike cop, Every time somebody walks by and see you not on your bike, it's like, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if I could take it. The only thing that would trumpet is taking the, the police officer's horse. <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> that? Dude, imagine I take the horse, right? And like all of a sudden I can ride a horse. Like Lone Ranger. Yeah, and I like get it up on the back legs, smack his ass, and take off. <laughs> This Ted get some. Hey, he took our horse. Why isn't Bennett doing that? They need to have a horse at the Super Bowl. Well, cleats can't fit in stirrups. That's a good point. <laughs> Silly me. Well, he did a press conference yesterday. <laughs> right. Michael Bennett, right? <laughs> and it's just a, it's a quick clip. And, you know, it's just it, it, what you usually do. He's doing his interviews and all that. Got off the plane, immediately goes into a press conference. That's just nuts. But, like, there's a part at the end of this clip where he giggles and you're like, oh, Michael Bennett, future stoner. Let's check it out. Now that you have that done, taken care of, how do you feel about 2014? I mean, it's always the same for me. I mean, the money situation is always going to take care of itself as long as you're capable of playing the way that you think you can play. And for me, I've, I just love playing the game and, and just going out there. And just the only time you could do, you can hit people and, and curse and kick people, and it's, and it's legal. I'd love for you guys to see the Patriots go through that storm last week. I mean, I think it's all propaganda, man, just to get a chance to blow the game up. It's all, it's, they're inflating the game right now, so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we got to hear that ending again. They're inflating the game right now, so it's like. That's <laughs> <laughs> a starter laugh. You know it. Yeah. And the inflate joke. Well, 
and obviously we'll leave names out of this, but over our friendship, yes, we have met former athletes who, when they were done playing whatever whatever sport it is they were playing, right, were very excited to to smoke some marijuana. That was like a huge thing for them. Yeah, yeah. Which I think they should let them. I mean, I'd rather a player smoke weed than have to take a bunch of pain pills to get through the pain that they're dealing with throughout the week. I mean, these guys are putting their bodies through a beatdown every week, not just in the game, but also during practice. They want to just finish their night by smoking some weed and just chilling out, listening to some 1D? What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't know why One Direction would be the band that you listen to, but I feel like... Well, why not? Right, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like to get stoned and chill out to 1D? <laughs> hey, man, put on some of that pop music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and you're right. For pain and everything else, like, uh, you know, uh, mental anguish and this and that, I, I'm that with too. you. I'd yeah. much prefer. I mean, look, it, it does, it's not a legal, Ill, illegal argument for me. You can't lie and you can't deny <laughs> the prescription pills are opiates. People right. get addicted to opiates. And if you're in a position where you're constantly hurt, you're going to have to take a lot of pills. Yeah, right. I mean, it happens to normal people. There, mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I watch that show Drugs, Inc. all the time, and there was one just on heroin I was watching. And oh, the I guy, heard about that one. Yeah, yeah, and the guy's like, look, I got in a serious accident. I started taking all these pills. Before I knew it, I was addicted to it. Then I couldn't afford the pills. And then next thing now you know. I do heroin. The game right now, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Pass it to the left, bro. Oh, I would love to hang out with him in that kind of a setting. Well, you know him kind of, right? You've yeah. hung out with him a couple times. Yeah, and every time he's he's got that style of humor. Like he's he's got like a very like chilled, laid back, dry sense of humor, and he's a great guy. I mean, the conversations I've had with him both in front of a camera when we were trying to do this Michael Bennett show that never happened. It was like, yeah, what? Where? Where is it, Steve? It's some and somebody's house and a hard drive like we never finished a single episode we filmed all these interview segments but then we were going to make some bits to put it was almost going to be like uh the 206 meets the real rob report and had all these great ideas and it was but i think you know you're dealing with professional football player schedules and then other people's schedules and then i think maybe the excitement wears off when you realize oh we got to put a lot of work into this and plus for, i just, just think it with, just disappeared with nfl guys it's just tough because it's like yeah. everything they want to do they got to uh, capsulate in what three months, right? And then basically he's got to go back to a full time gig of just working out, working with the team. And when he's in Seattle, it's during the football season when, and then maybe a little bit of a spillover. But as soon as like football season's over, like he's he was gone in Hawaii for most of the off season. So it was like, ah, oh, how are we going to make this happen? Nah, it's probably not going to happen, which is too bad. I think he's got like this this thirst to be creative. And hopefully one day he'll be able to do something like that because he's a funny dude. He's a great guy. It'd be great to get him on the Megacast one of these days. I was about to say, we got to get him on a Megacast. I'll shoot him an email. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll get back to me. I'll wait till after the Super Bowl. He might be busy this week. Yeah. Just a yeah. tad. Well, even just watching him ride that bike. Like, I feel like a lot of people won't mention names. I feel like if some other people wrote it, it would just seem spiteful. Like, you're kind of just doing that to do right. that to the cops. Whereas he had a legit, like... Big smile. It looked like he was just having fun. And he was going around the entire stadium high-fiving people. The best part is he went through the line of all the cheerleaders and just kind of high-fived them all through the like a procession of you know high-fives. Yeah. And then the best thing was somebody took the video footage of that and mixed it with the footage of the Wizard of Oz bicycle scene. And I don't know if I remember that. Oh, you got to find it. It's on the internet somewhere. I have to watch hilarious. The Wizard of Oz again. As It just scared me so much as a kid. I never watched it. Have you ever watched it with uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon? No, I've always heard that theory. We gotta do that sometime. Maybe that'll be one of my vacation trips to Stonerdom. Oh. Well, hello, hello, hello. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
So the exciting news about the Super Bowl. That's right. We had a point. Here. We have a point. We're going to get to it. Is Ted? I'm very excited to announce that I am going to be getting on a plane on Friday, heading to Phoenix, Arizona. And going to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. I am so pumped. I couldn't. Well, you texted me on, what was that, Friday night you texted me? As soon as I booked my flight and my hotel, you were the first person I texted. Yeah. And I was sitting there having uh, having dinner with Drago, and I was like, oh, man, STP's going to the damn game. And I got to give props to my wife. It was her idea. I mean, I wanted to do it. I was like, this is just not a financially smart move. But she brought up a great point. She's about to start getting into the worker's world because she's been doing grad school. And chances are we won't be able to do a vacation this year because, you know, She's going to be new at her job, won't be able to get much time off. She's like, you know, why don't we make this our our big extravagant vacation that we usually spend a bunch of money on? I'm like, are you sure about that? She's like, yes, we totally have to go to the Super Bowl. So, so far we got the flight booked, the plane booked, I mean the flight, the hotel, and uh, we got our parking spot at the Super Bowl paid for already. Nice. We don't have Super Bowl tickets yet, but we're going to make that happen. And you could tailgate, right? I think so. Apparently that area is like just a crazy village of like, like they have it all set up so it's like a big party. So I don't know how it's all going to unfold, but we're kind of going into it. I, I hope by tomorrow or the next day the ticket prices are starting to go down on the secondary market to the point where it's not completely, you know, and I'm also trying some other angles. So I don't know what's going to happen just yet, but I guarantee you we'll be at the Super Bowl. I don't know where we're going to be sitting. I did learn some troubling news though. The hotel that we're booked to stay at apparently is the New England Patriots Hotel. All right. Can we talk a little bit about this after the break? Yes. We got what I got plenty of thoughts on your tailgate setup. I have thoughts on you behind enemy lines. I do too. There's a lot of stuff you got to get done for. Plus, not just for me, not just for you, for the city, Steve. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll get more into the Super Bowl after this. Cast will be back. So shut up and dance with me. Except you, Steve. Shut up and dance. Don't you dare back. Just keep your eyes on me. I said you're holding back. She said, shut up and dance with me. He's a man on a mission. Alright, baby. Let's roll. A new dad with an infant and a daily tour of duty. It's American Diaper. You smell that? Smell what? It's a poopy at 50 feet. You stay here. I'll handle it. When a crisis is at hand, this dad's locked and loaded. Baby powder, check. Wipes, check. I'm ready for anything he throws at me. Stanley Pooper in American Diaper. When you're changing your baby boy, always keep him covered up. Why's that? Let's just say it'll help you avoid friendly fire. <laughs> American Diaper, now playing in nurseries everywhere. Their lips are about to move. They text me. Steve. The Megacast is back. That 
That's that uh, all about that bass chick. Yeah. No treble. Megan Trailer or Trainer? I don't know. Huh. She sounds like a polished version of uh, Amy Winehouse. The more songs I hear, like, there's like this soulfulness to her songs, like musically, but then she's got like a complete over the top pop vocals to it. I'm just surprised her name's Megan. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't seem like a pop star name. Sounds more like an alley. Yeah. Like an IE alley. I think Megan's always kind of that girl that's like, she's not unattractive. She's not like super hot. Just Megan. Megan will be there. Now, are different, do you have different opinions on how they spell it? Like, is a Megan with a G H A N different than the M E G A N one? Don't ask me about spelling, Steve. That's a good point. Why do I ask these silly questions? <laughs> right. Like, well, now I've given it thought. The only spelling I have a th- uh, thought on is Sarah's. No H or H? H is generally a nicer, kinder person. Mm-hmm. Sarah's with no H tend to be a little hotter, but a little bitchier. All right. Yeah. From p- past experience? Eh, you know, these are just working theories. Okay. <laughs> You're just fleshing them out? Yeah. Just putting them out there. So let's get back to the Super Bowl. Sorry I've offended every Sarah and Megan out there. They're completely no longer listening to the Megacast. Megans. I like you, Megans. Yeah, all Megans. You're just not that attractive in, in Ted's eyes. No, I said they're not unattractive. They're just not super... They're just Megans. They're there. All You're right. not hot. You're just Megan. Jesus Christ, I'm making this worse. I like you, Megans. What about Megan Fox? Ooh, geez, Steve, you just blew my theory out of the water. She yeah. is smoking hot. That's right. All right. This is, you know what? I'd explain where I think Megan's fit in my chart as I would like a Megan. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need you to be ridiculous hot, but now I feel like I'm just going to make this hold deeper and deeper for myself. I hope that the day comes that you start dating a Megan. She's like, oh, you know, I should check out all these Megacast episodes. And then she gets up to the episode from uh, January 26, 2015, and she's like, oh, and that's why he asked me out. He didn't think I was all that attractive. He thought he could have thought he could attain a Megan, huh? Right. He could control me, huh? <laughs> the script has been flipped, Ted. Oh man. So what's uh, your advice when it comes to the Super Bowl that I'm gonna be attending now? Which all is right. blowing my mind that I am going to see the Seahawks and a Super Bowl. Win win or lose, clearly I want them to win. The fact I'm gonna get to be there is is it, 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 I can't even put it into words. I'm so excited. But your experience will also be very unique because mm-hmm. you are staying at the same hotel right. where the New England Patriots are. I did not know that. I went on Travelocity and booked all this. And it says, oh, you could add a hotel. And I looked at the rates. I'm like, eh, it's not that bad. I'll, Great I'll, pool. I checked out that place you're staying. Yeah, dude. It's a sick can, hotel. Why are we not talking about it? Because ESPN and everybody else is going to mention, hey, we're live here. Right. At the Wild... Wild Was it Wild Horse Casino? Wild Horse Casino. It's something like that. Basically, just know if you watch any coverage and they're reporting from the Patriots team or the Patriots team hotel, think of it now as Steve's hotel. That's right. It's Steve's before the Patriots. Yeah. Because I booked it not knowing this, and then I called my buddy Craig Gass, the comic, because he's going to be at the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm nice. Like, hey, man, we should meet up. I'm coming. Like he's been pressuring me to go for like weeks, and he's like, "You're doing?" I'm like, "I pulled the trigger. I'm ha- I'm coming." And he's like, "Awesome." And I told him all the details, and I mentioned the name of the hotel. He goes. I'm pretty sure that's one of the team's hotels. And then I got excited. I'm like, please let it be the Seahawks. Please let it be the Seahawks. And he goes through, like, because he, he's doing some stuff with the NFL, so he's got, like, a whole media handbook of everything. And I'm like, why don't I ask him before I made all these plans? I could have found out where the Seahawks were staying. And I'm, I'm guessing, though, Seahawks fans are coming in full force, and that hotel is probably fully booked just because of the proximity. But so he's, like, looking through, and he goes, oh, yeah, you're staying at the AFC Champions Hotel. I'm like, yeah, that's the Patriots. And I think there's going to be a ton of Pats fans there. Oh, it depends on that storm. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying right. you're you're I'm you're in enemy te- Yes. You're behind enemy lines. Yes. You're gonna have to wear your gear. You're gonna hear a lot of comments. Yes. And you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to hold your own in there. I told Sid I want to get one of those car flags for our rental car now. Just because of the fact that we're staying at that hotel, so that every time we roll into the hotel, we've got our Seahawk flag hanging from the window. That's not a bad call. Why not, man? It's time to get in their heads. Yeah. You know Giselle's gonna see it. Dude, you know what you should do? I know uh, smear poop on the Patriots players' doors because no, I thought I, about it. I know you have some full size flags. I do. Uh, you should put one up in the window so when people pull up to the hotel, oh. they see a Seahawks flag from my hotel room window. Yes, good. I was thinking about draping one on my door, but that could probably get pulled off. Somebody will just rip that. Like, look, drunk me would just rip that <laughs> off. Right. So that's the other thing I was going to say. <clears throat> Your interactions. I think any time after 10 p.m., you gotta be a little cautious. Oh no, go right to the room. Go straight those, to the room. Right. You gotta have some people boozed up. Yeah. And look, we both grew up on the East Coast. We know we know what the northeastern uh, male is like. Yes. You're gonna hear some chirping. Oh yeah, especially if, like, could you imagine if everything goes how we hope? The game's over. Eventually, I'm, I'm probably gonna end up though back at the hotel a lot later than dejected Patriots fans. But could you imagine being in an elevator going back to your room with a a group of sad Patriot fans, or even players, for all I know. Yeah, I mean that's the other crazy thing. You might be in a, you might be at any point as you're going down Friday. So Friday and Saturday night. I mean, imagine if a player is going up to his room for the Patriots for curfew. It's at 10 p.m. The last person he sees is Steve and his wife, and their Seahawks here, and like that shit right there. Russell Wilson just staring at him. Yeah. If, if there's a large man just kind of grunting and staring oh. at your shirt, he's a player and he's pissed you're in that element. If I start seeing beads of sweat and like a quiver in his lip, I'm gonna realize I need to. I hope my floor is after his or yeah. before his, so I can get the hell off of this elevator. I'm also envisioning too, like <laughs> he gets off the elevator. I just go, go Hawks. Right. And like, I'm imagining like floors of just Patriots fans that have like their doors open oh. and they're having it like little get togethers. And here comes you just <laughs> bouncing on by. <laughs> go down to the casino, you know, do some slot machines while I'm wearing my Seahawks jersey. I'm yeah. only packing Seahawks clothes. Only, maybe one button up shirt in case we do want to get a little fancy and go out to eat somewhere nice. Although with the prices that we're spending on for this trip. Sid might have to stop being a vegan for the weekend. We're going to some fast food. In and out. Yeah. They got him. They have an in and out in Arizona? Mm hmm. Mm. Maybe when she's asleep, I'll go there. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you smell like beef? Don't worry about it, babe. Go back to bed. Not weird at all. No, I like that. That is a great thing about you as a friend and a fellow co-host on the MegaCast. Like Steve, gonna sneak out and get wasted. Is Steve gonna do this? That like, yeah. no. hey, he wants to sneak out and get a couple burgers in and out. Some people sneak out. They go to a strip club. No, not Steve. He, no. Just, he just wants to get a bite. He just wants to get a freaking In and Out burger. Yeah, and some French fries. Yeah, and b- between Craig Gas and a couple other people, you know, I bet I bet you might be able to sneak into a couple cool parties too. Yeah. He, He's he's got an amazing network of friends, and he mentioned a couple of things that might be going on. I'm like, hey man, if you can weasel two more people into this party, please let me know. Like some private, like I don't know. He made he passingly referenced that possibly Maroon Five's doing a private show. All right, while there, and I don't care about Maroon Five, but Sid loves Maroon Five. She's going to see them when they come to town at Comodome in, in March, I think. And I'm like, bro, if you're able to make it happen, I don't know what kind of connections you have. And of course. Craig, why do I even question what kind of connections he has? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, my buddy's the drummer. I'll just text him. I'm like, all but right. But that said, if Adam Levine 
I don't care if he's married or engaged or not. If he makes eye contact with your wife, you grab her arm and you take her out of there, Steve. That's right. We it's leave. not a safe environment. That guy's unfair. Right. It's like being in an elevator with a bunch of Patriot players. Yeah, but Patriot players are one thing. Adam Levine's a whole other level. Yeah. He's singing. He's dancing. He's, she, he's she, obviously sexy. She follows him on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know why she follows him on Instagram. <sighs> Marriages end when that man stares into your wife's eyes. <laughs> So, Ted, I'm pumped. That means next week we'll probably do a mega cast on a Wednesday because I'm going to be flying out on a, on a Monday after the Super Bowl. So it's going to be uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm beyond excited. I cannot wait. Nice. Nice. I'll also, keep you posted. speaking of tailgating, yes. uh, uh, you don't have to, but I have a uh, collapsible uh, cooler you can carry around that fits about an 18-pack to a 24-pack of any type of beverages. Uh, it stays cold. Uh, now, the one thing is it does have my name monogrammed on it. That's fine. They'll be like, this guy just showed up with a bunch of beer. Man, that Ted guy was pretty cool. <laughs> but it's a great... I, I'm thinking about that, and then also I would uh, I would mention uh, the grocery the grocery store is your friend. Yeah. When you need an impromptu tailgate, you know, chicken fingers, they have just, uh, you know, little fruit or fruit roll-ups, like uh, turkey pinwheels. Okay. All that kind of stuff. Dude, we're God, I'm on, getting excited. I love goddamn tailgating. I am so pumped. I told Sid already. I'm like, we're, I know the game is at uh, 4.35, I believe, is the time that it's supposed to, the kickoff is in Arizona. That so, makes sense. Which I think, and I'm not one, I, I know Bill Wixey from Q13, he loves doing the numbers and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. equals 12. But if the time, if I'm correct, 4.35, 4 plus 3 is 7, 7 plus 5 is 12. Boom. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> and Steve's staying at the Patriots Hotel. Inside. That's right. Wixie. I love Bill, man. He gets so fired up. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's contagious with it. Oh, Last year yeah. he got me. I was tweeting him weird uh, 12 combinations. And he's all about it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm pretty excited about it. Maybe I'll run into Bill Wixie there. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Russell Wilson. You know you know how it is. Yeah. He might be swinging by the, the Patriots Hotel to play some slots. That'd be pretty funny. I'd like to see, I'd like to see you, and, uh, you and the wife show up on a local news report. <laughs> Local, you know, maybe you'll get, maybe he cast up, you'll get credit as I opposed to it. DJ Bus Rider, Miles Montgomery. <laughs> I thought it was Mike Montgomery. Mike Montgomery yeah. on the AP. Yeah. Get it right, Ted. <laughs> Ted, uh, before we get out of here, uh, right in the middle of the break, you said, hey, ask me about eating half of the ocean. And that's all you throw out before we even started, before we came back from the break. Yeah. Ted, what's going on with you eating half of the ocean? Well, <laughs> I've been on this new kick of uh, not eating as much meat, mm-hmm. uh, specifically like red meat and pork. For some reason, I just haven't really eaten chicken either. Okay. I've been on like a two-week uh, pescatarian journey. All right, so just nothing but fish. Fish, vegetables, fruits. Mm-hmm. But I noticed this weekend, like I, I've got, I, I, like it started as like a tour of different fishes, and then as I was telling somebody today in the bathroom what I had eaten all weekend, I realized I'd eaten half the ocean. So Thursday night, I had cod at home. It wasn't that special. I cooked it. How'd you dress it? Did you throw like Old Bay on it or something? I threw some pepper and a little pad of uh, Kerrygold butter on top of it. I was about to say, add butter to any fish meal and it's just tremendously better. Yeah, and then when I, I guess ate butter it, to anything makes it better, so what am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. right. Had it with a sweet potato, uh, you know, a little uh, soy, uh, uh, a little of the uh, liquid aminos on there. Okay, <clears throat> the healthy version of soy sauce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then Friday night had an awesome piece of uh, salmon at a restaurant, and it had some uh, some dried fruits on top. And then Saturday I went out and had a great piece of halibut, mm. uh, killing <laughs> with, me here with some crab in it. And then Sunday, oh, a stuffed halibut. Yes, was that at Duke's? 
No, but oh. I went. I had the salmon at Duke's Friday. Okay, because the stuffed halibut at Duke's is unbelievable. I went to the Duke's that uh, we used to have lunches at. Okay. Right there on Lake Union. Yeah. Yeah, Duke's is still great. Uh, I'm glad then, that it's still around. Every other restaurant seems to be closing on Lake <clears throat> Union. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez, lower the rent prices, people. And then Sunday, me and my buddy were just roaming the city. We ended up getting clams. Oh. We got oysters on the half shell. Oh. And then, uh, and then I got some baked avocados with crab meat on top. Oh, I haven't, I haven't tried that. <sighs> Telling you, man. So that's what I'm saying. I felt like I ate half the ocean. <laughs> I think I, you did, actually. <laughs> Should have mixed in some shrimps along the way. Throw a little tilapia. Yeah, man, whatever. I feel like tilapia is the fish version of tofu. You know, it, it, it picks up whatever flavor that you cook it with. Yeah, 100%. I love tilapia. Like, we used to, when we would barbecue back when my wife was eating some forms of meat, we would throw some tilapia on the grill and just douse it in butter, and it was, oh, so damn good. Yeah. I bought some great tea this weekend as well. Nice. Yeah. My buddy was like, what were you doing in that tea shop for so long? I said, well, they had a sample stand, so and they're hot, so I just kind of stood by the staple, and I was right. like... Hmm, I like this one. Oh, the drinks were hot. I thought you meant like the sample girls were attractive. No, no, no. The actual tea temperature was hot. <laughs> so I just had to had to pick and choose which uh, which tea I wanted. Wow. Nice, yeah. man. Got a new teapot. It's a whole thing, Steve, I'm going through. But yeah, eating half the ocean on the weekends has been my uh, <laughs> my big thing. My weekend was rather interesting. I don't even know. Do we have enough time to really get fully into it? I don't want to like cut into... Um... You know, I think we do. All right. We have a couple of minutes. Uh I saw this story, and it says posting negative stuff on Twitter might be killing you. And I thought it brought us back to last week's conversation. It's some uh, study that was done by uh, Psychological Science that say that people who use Twitter to vent and say mean stuff might be more likely to die from heart problems. Oh. They found a link between heart disease and expressing negative emotions and anger and like anger and anxiety on Twitter. So I was like, oh, this goes back to last week when we were like, hey, man, let's chill out. Let's flash the peace sign to people more often so excuse me <laughs> sorry a burp there. so over the weekend my wife and i we went to go eat and i'm not gonna rail on this guy too much because he did send me an apology the next day after right. what happened so it's like okay i'm not gonna but i, I wanted to bring it up because i thought it was like one a great example of hey let's relax a little bit let's find out exactly why something happened before we start just trying to publicly shame somebody it's the first time i've experienced somebody trying to publicly shame me because they felt that i was a bad tipper Wow. And you and I, we eat out quite a bit. And I mean, granted, you're probably not paying attention to what I write, but I'm a very generous tipper. You like, always have been. I take pride even in- when Right. I remember back when you were single going out to bars with you. Even broke. Like, I'm always like, I, I factor in, okay, I can't afford to get a couple more drinks. I, I tip strippers back in the day. And I tip them very nice. Like, enough for like maybe one or two more dances. Yeah. Like, that's just who I, I tip when I go get takeout food. Like, I take a lot of pride in tipping. I'm with you. But I came across a very weird situation. My wife and I, we were going to do some shopping. Not even shopping. She was getting her pants altered at Nordstrom. All right. And they have a cafe there. So we're like, oh, let's just eat lunch really quick because we were pressed against time. Let's go in there, get a quick bite to eat. Well, we eat. The food's delicious there. What I did not know is that when they bring you back your... Because when you order, you order at the, the, at the front. And they, they take your order and they run your card. When the meal is over... They just bring you some chocolates and say, hey, thank you, and be on your way. There's nowhere on the receipt where you can write a tip. And I had no cash. All right. So I was like, I guess we're not supposed to leave a tip. It was kind of confusing. I didn't see... Long story short, I didn't leave a tip. Because I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to leave a tip if there's no place to leave a tip. Like, they give you a receipt. The receipt gives you no 
tip money thing, no signature or anything like that. It just shows this is what you paid. Have a good day. I'm like, all right, right. Like I, I wouldn't think to either. Unless it, I mean, we went to a restaurant last week, me and you. Yeah, there was like a jar up front, so I threw like a dollar in it. But but even that gave you a receipt with a you could you write could a have tip. tipped. Yeah. Right. Most places do that. So I'm like, for a place not to have it, I'm assuming they don't accept tips. All right. So fast forward a few hours later, and I'll try and make this quick because I know we're up against the clock. And this person writes me and says, learn to tip, Mr. Producer. If you could shop for your wife at that place, you can afford to tip. And that just, I was like, jeez, man. Like, do you know the story or... So now I'm like, who is this person? Why didn't they even say hi? They follow me on Twitter. Like, it was, like, very confusing and kind of stalkerish, and it didn't sit well with me. But I'm like, you know what? All right. I'm going to flash the peace sign and not get all butthurt about it and just explain why I didn't leave a tip in 140 characters or less. I'm going to try. Which is tough. It's very difficult. So I said, hey, they don't offer a spot on the receipt to leave a tip. How am I supposed to tip? I wasn't carrying any cash. All right. Maybe this person could get enlightened me. Their response, brother, figure it out. That's how the other half makes their funds, dude. No drama intended, but come on, man. And I'm like, okay, this guy's just wanting to argue with me about it. So I said, no drama intended. Okay. I tip everywhere I go. Even takeout. I get it. I've never eaten somewhere where I can't leave a tip on the receipt. Maybe they should consider making that an option. I assume you work there. I'm guessing I'm not the only one confused by how they do their cat. And this is multiple tweets I had to send confused by their cafe, but you treat me and quote unquote, shame me. No drama though. I'll work on figuring that out. His response. PLU is expensive. I know. Cheers, buddy. Now my wife went to PLU, right? So my response, what does that even mean? At least I'm trying to discuss it with you. And you continue to be an ass. And that was the end of it. I didn't hear back from him at all. All right. And now I'm like trying to keep my temper, but I'm like kind of pissed. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be the guy that doesn't tip. And, I, and if you know the backstory, you know I'm not a, a person that does that. And it bothered me that he was trying to turn me into like this shaming story of a public figure that didn't tip. Because it's like, how am I supposed to tip when I don't have cash on me? Yeah. Am I supposed to go run and find an ATM? I don't know where there's an ATM. Like, there's just... We went here because it was convenient and quick. We didn't have time. And I feel like, even still thinking about it, I still feel bad I couldn't leave a tip. Like, there's a part of me that does get where he's coming from. I could have lived without some of the snarkiness, but you know what I mean? So, I don't hear from him again. I check my Twitter later on, and I'm like, oh, let me see what's going on. He deletes all the tweets that were sent to me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe the guy felt a little bad about it, or... I don't know what's going on. And then the next day I get a tweet from him and says, hey, man, sorry for being a jerk. That I, I had one too many glasses of vodka. And I'm like, no worries, man. And like, I was glad that he apologized, but I was like, oh, man, I'm so bent out of shape. But I was like, what am I yeah. going to do? What am I going to keep arguing with this guy? He did say he was sorry. Yeah, and it, it gets neither of you anywhere to keep the conversation going. But I like to know, like, wh- how am I supposed to figure that one out in the situation that I'm in? Well, like, you're not. And why when they are, like... Why? I don't get why they wouldn't let you not. I mean, my anger, I, if I'm him 
We should be together. Like, we're f- focusing our anger at each other <laughs> when we should be focusing our anger at the establishment that does not offer a place for you to leave a tip for somebody who did do good service. Like, me not leaving a tip was not an, an indication of me not ha- being Mr. H- high Roller that doesn't tip. When That's what pissed me off about the PLU comment. It's like, yeah, we're going to be broke for a long time paying off those student loans. It's not like I'm rolling in the cash. And I'm going to be broke from the Super Bowl trip as well. But, like... My issue is, why wouldn't you not, in an eating establishment, offer a place for people to leave a tip? Not everybody walks around with cash. Yeah. No, I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, I can't... Yeah, they, they should leave a place. It was just That's, weird. Right. I mean, last week I dealt with a lot of people on social media who weren't too happy about something that went on. And like I explained, like I, I've explained to other people, like, mm-hmm. look, if you want to have a conversation with me about the system and about giant conglomerates, right. I can have that conversation with you. But if you're upset because somebody is profiting and advancing their life and their brand, I'm not going to have this th- that silly argument with you. Especially when you're not part of that decision-making process. Right. Like you have no... Right. Yeah, like I, 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 I know can what you're talking right. about. I'm sure a lot of people can read between the lines. Right. If it's you like, want to talk about the system yeah. overall, I'll have that conversation with you. But I, right, I don't blame anybody that wants to get ahead. And, and, once, even, and that's what business is about. I saw you getting into it with a couple, not getting into it like in a negative way. You were having a conversation with some people and they're, they're, they would end it with something completely negative. Yeah. And it's like, again, posting negative stuff on Twitter might be killing you. Yeah. And I just want to say for the record, no matter what you think about me, I am a corporate person. Right. I work in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I spend money on corporate things. Ted is sold out. Right. If you live off the grid in a yurt... Or a small cabin or something, and you're completely off the grid. Right. I'll listen to this. Corp- right. Everything corporate sucks. Yeah, but if no, you're not, yeah. like we're all part of the system. Now, again, I will have the conversation if you think the system is broken. But, right, to think we're not all part of the uh, the corporate world is a little naive. And that's what the corporate world probably also loves. Like, the CEOs of the world, they're like, everybody's getting mad at each other, but nobody's getting mad at us. They're mad at each You know what I mean? Like, they're killing the yeah. messenger, or they're mad at me because I didn't leave a tip. And it's like, well, maybe we should think about maybe, like, and I assume this guy works there, maybe you should talk to your company and be like, hey, how come we don't offer a place for people to leave a tip? We yeah. are doing basically what a waiter and a waitress do. Yeah, exactly. That, that's neither here nor there. Ted, I think it's about that time for us to get out of here. Yeah, man. All right. Let's do this, everybody. <laughs> All right. Boozy. Let's get 12 for a little Boozy and Marshawn Lynch. Go Hawks, everybody. Let's get 12. You ready? I can picture Marshawn listening to this. Yeah, I can picture it for him. Oh, man. All right, no juice. No juice, Ted. Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to have some juice, though, Steve. You and me both. Go Hawks, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Megacast. Find us on Twitter at The Megacast. And you can't lie.